You are now tuned in to Saved and Woke. Yes, I am. What up, everybody? It's your boy, MSW. That's Mr. Saved and Woke, also known as Juan Enrique Tusei. And this is part two of the, my last conversation with Miles. For those of you who listen to the podcast, you already know that we covered a range of topics with this new format that I'm doing. So first, I just kind of came through with just saying hey and celebrating my graduation with my master's of social work, or my MSW from uh, UNC Chapel Hill. Talked about, we had a, little, a long tangent about uh, Avengers <laughs> Endgame. Uh, we talked about uh, this, the, uh, the, the common and false narrative that Christianity was the initial tool, was one of the main initial tools to drive and uh, maintain slavery. Uh, we also talked about Miss um, Susan Bro's comments um, in the House of Representatives, or no, to the on to on the Senate floor, regarding the difference between non-racism and anti-racism, and her push for active anti-racism. So if you haven't seen that. Or, or listen to the episode, definitely go back and watch that conversation um, and then come back to this one. It'll be here. All right. But um, without further ado, this is the conclusion of my conversation with my man, Mr. Magnificent Miles. Enjoy. Cool. So here we are back from the snack break. <laughs> Got two more things I want to talk about. So I think, I don't know, it might have been yesterday, sometime this, earlier this week, I got a chance to listen to NPR, oh. which I don't do all the time, but now I do, you know, since I'm an adult and I know things about politics, <laughs> I can kind of understand and care about what's, what's being discussed. Mm -hmm. One thing they were talking about was President Trump's <clears throat> new immigration bill that is gonna let that guess is being may have been presented sometime this week or will be presented shortly and one thing that they were talking about is that the administration wants it to what they want to make clear is that this bill is not going to decrease the number of legal immigrants that come into the country it's just going to change the type of immigrants that come into the country so what they're going to do is they're decreasing they want to decrease the number of families that come of people that are seeking asylum and of people that get in because a family member is already here um, and they want to increase the amount of skilled laborers that skilled mm -hmm. laborer as what people like um <clears throat> so i was just in a, one of my classes it was an immigration law class and mm -hmm. like a skilled laborer includes like people with like advanced degrees who have just like maybe like engineers work vi work visas yeah people who have work visas stuff like that and 
what they want to do, like the goal is to one, unite the Republican Party for uh, around this immigration reform and also to show the nation that Republicans are not anti-immigration, that they are for immigration. They just want a specific type of immigration. Um, so yeah, immediately when I heard it, I was just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We know what that really means. We know what it really means. So, Miles, as always, I'm gonna let you go first. <laughs> so, what that tells me off top is that they're looking for more immigration from Europe and Asia. How so? Because typically, when we look at uh, people who are coming in on work visas or even school visas, right? Mm -hmm. They tend to come from developed countries. Affluent countries, yeah. Affluent countries. Or uh, countries that now have... Uh, or you already have to have the connections to be able to get the work visa to begin with. Yeah, you're already well off. You're already well off. So what they're doing is... And <coughs> the white. <coughs> you okay? I'm good. Okay. Just, just check it. But what what that translates to is white and Asian. Um, if you're very few people from certain countries in Africa, probably little to know because what's happening if you look at and not a lot of Southeast Asian either. No, well, depending on if you're from India, they'll 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 probably bring in a lot of people from um, who are trying to go to school or for the um, major cities in India mm. because they have a lot of schools that connect back and forth with us here. But what that translates to me is that they're saying, okay, well, we don't want any more black and brown people yeah, because those are the countries that are still, uh, that request um, asylum the most because they still are dealing with... Uh, wars and war crimes etc etc and those type of things and the majority and, and people from african countries who <clears throat> are seeking asylum or seeking entry into the united states or people who look like they are of african descent mm -hmm. are denied access and denied entry or some a lot of times detained at way higher rates than all other immigrants and i mean what that tells me just from this is the first time I've I've heard that because mm -hmm. sometimes I just tune out of politics because I just need to keep my sanity. <laughs> um, so and this may be a way larger topic to talk about that falls outside of what we really should spend the most time on. But it supports the idea that this current administration is trying to maintain a white ethno majority in the United States. Mm. Mm. If you combine that with the immigration, if you combine that with the uh, added importance of law and order, if you look at the increase uh, war spending, yeah. all those things, and even, even the current issues over abortion right now, all those things have to do with keeping America still with a majority white population. Yeah. I agree with all your points. And I actually didn't even realize the first thing you said about people who are 
coming with these investors being more likely to be more likely to be European or coming from more affluent countries, like Monique was the one pointing that out to me. I was like, oh dang, I wasn't even thinking of it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the 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 angle that I'm coming at it from is basically from the the logic behind this law, like the it, its connection to slavery and slave culture. Mm. Um, and Tell me more. I will. Uh, so. <laughs> My favorite book, one of my favorite books that I talk about a lot, The New Jim Crow. Mm-hmm. All right. So what the one thing I liked about it, one thing that was amazing and just just mind blowing was how Michelle Alexander in that book connected socio political realities of today mm-hmm. directly connected them to slavery. Like there was no break. There was not like, oh, this is uh, we ended slavery. Boom. Completely eradicated it, along with all every negative ideology that came along with it and then all of a sudden this new racism came back up and then tried to do something else no it's like no um slavery was directly connected to um jim crow jim crow directly and not 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 only jim crow but um was it uh dang it uh Sharecropping, I meant, yeah, sharecropping and convict leasing directly connected to Jim Crow, directly connected to mass incarceration as we see it today. Mm-hmm. It is a direct descendant. Uh, and I believe this line of thinking is a direct descendant. And it's just really not even a descendant, but almost just a copy mm-hmm. of the, the thinking and the tactics used during slavery because what i'm hearing is when you're saying oh you want skilled laborers you just want laborers and you're, you're not, you don't want families it's like so when you don't want families so basically what i'm hearing is like you want you want whatever people can give the country but you don't want their families you don't mm-hmm. want them to have any sort of community and when you don't want when you don't want people to have have families and build community <clears throat> you don't want them to have any sort of power Right, and that sounds a lot like slavery because they wanted every they they wanted what we could do. Mm-hmm. They did not want us to have families. Mm-hmm. That's what they, they 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 made it a practice to split families, and it wasn't it didn't just happen like accidentally. They just didn't know that. Oh, they, it, it wasn't that they were so oblivious to who the people were that they actually had enslaved that they just ended up you know splitting families apart. Like they did it on purpose. Like they purposely removed um, the fathers from their families so that <clears throat> families would be broken and communities would would remain fragmented. Mm-hmm. And that's what they are doing now with this. They're just continuing that with this with this immigration bill. It's like it sounds like slavery. I mean, if of course think- they're not they're not enslaving these people, but it's that same that same mindset that doesn't that that will that will accept. Um, foreign people with stipulations, stipulations that will ensure that they do not form their own communities and yeah. um, well, come by and, and you know, and the amass idea, any sort of uh, community power. When you think about it, right? Yep. If you're saying, okay, well, we're not really looking to bring many people who have families, and we're not uh, doing asylum. What what that shows a shift from a shift from benevolence to benefit. So saying that also shows I don't want to have family values. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and and it's based on the idea of saying like we don't want 
we don't want people who might come with trauma. We also don't want people, we don't want large groups of people. We want, we only want people who are coming in. And typically so what, what, what he's saying is that they want people who are between the ages of like 18 and 35, who are able-bodied, who don't have a family, and who wouldn't be upset with building a family here. The idea is that he's trying to get individual people to come in to be Amer to be Americans and keep whatever the demographic is that's here as close to what it is as possible. Because we also know the higher educated a demographic demographic group is, the less likely or the higher skilled that they are, the less likely that they are have to have really large families. So if we look at uh, different groups from like... Because you have time to get the skills. Yeah. I mean, it's hard raising a kid while doing a whole bunch of things. But typically, when you're lower economic status, you have more kids so that you can have people who are working the fields. Yep. You can have uh, children who are doing multiple things at one time. Because the more bodies you have, the better, the more capable you are to produce more things. Yep. So, so, yeah. Yeah, and I think I think it really does tie into um, tie into Jim Crow by saying, "Hey, we only want the people that will immediately benefit us. We don't want we don't we don't want to raise kids. We don't want to have families coming in. No, if you want a family, American you're gonna come here for us. Yeah, that's it. And that's all. And that's what it's translating to the immigration bill and all the immigration bills." is carefully designed to curate what population comes in and gets the benefits from being an American. Cool. Did you hear about the, uh, they were talking about now that they were saying that, uh, that they will, they were considering a bill that would strip citizenship from children of LGBT uh, members of uh, LGBT families and they've already been blocking uh, LGBT families from adopting children no I didn't hear about that so it's all connected because if you think about it they're saying well this is the families that we want so if you're stripping citizenship <laughs> from these children hi wait wait stripping citizenship stripping citizenship because they say they're looking at the uh, they're looking at their marriage and saying that this is an illegal marriage. So we're not recognizing any actions from somebody who is a felon or who is doing anything against the law. It's connected with the illegal immigrancy that people are talking about, or saying you're illegal when you're just undocumented. Mm -hmm. So that's the increase of criminalization of anything. If anything that they design to be against the law, so they just, yeah, they criminalize whatever they don't want. <laughs> and so, so even when you look at abortion, what's happening now is that even miscarriage in Alabama, if you miscarry, that can be a potential felony charge. What? In Alabama, that's, that's, that's part of that? Okay, that's so, part of that. Yo, okay, so look, the, we're going we're gonna to transition now because that was the last thing I wanted to talk about. <laughs> the, so basically, the saved and woke verdict, the saved and woke verdict on this whole, this immigration bill is... Y'all ain't slick. And by y'all, I mean conservatives who, who back this 
yeah. like this. But. Yeah. yeah. And so we're gonna move on to uh, to the to the abortion discussion because that was the last thing I wanted to talk about. Oh. I don't know much. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. So okay, that was cool. the um. I don't know much about the band. About the band. Mm-hmm. I just learned this morning that it was in specifically in Alabama, and I know it's that more states have picked it up since. Okay. Then. <clears throat> it's in Missouri, Ohio. Louisiana is looking at it right now. Kentucky is looking at it right now. Huh. Um, I think it's about five or six states that are currently at this moment. Ohio has already accepted. Alabama, Alabama has already accepted it. Georgia has already accepted. So they all have similar bills banning abortion as early as six weeks, as late as... Um, as late as eight weeks right now. Okay. Wow. Didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, uh, abortion. And I can feel a lot of my listeners shaking in their boots like, oh my gosh, Juan, Juan, if you, if you, if you say something wrong, I can't Uh-oh. listen to you no more. So I'm just going to start off by saying abortion. And... In a vacuum with no context, all right? I don't think abortion is right. I think you should. I am very much for keeping <clears throat> keeping uh, children alive, all children, right? Um, and I think I don't think that there's. I don't think abortion is okay. But I do not buy the conserv the conservative narrative. That the reason they're so against abortion is because they are pro-life and they are so for family values. This the last thing that we said about immigration clearly shows that they don't care nothing about families. Mm-hmm. Um, and one tweet or a few tweets that I think articulate my points very well, I will read now. Okay, so. Like I said, I told, I've shared before that I follow Sean King on Instagram. I don't agree with everything that he, I, 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 I agree with his stances on most things. Um, I just, and the, and the reason I have the Save and Woke podcast and they have, I have this platform is because I think, I know that Christ should be at the foundation of everything and this, I feel I, everything that we should, that we say, especially when it's talking about uh, justice, which is an attribute of God. I think everything we talk about when we talk about social justice should be just dripping with the gospel, with redemption, with God's grace mm-hmm. and mercy. And Sean King doesn't do that, but I agree with what he said here. <clears throat> he says on one of these tweets that he also posted on his Instagram. Not a single person believes that conservatives are banning all abortions, even in the case of rape and incest, because they really love children. They don't. The states making these bans literally have more childhood poverty and the worst education systems in the nation. Last year, more children were killed by guns than any single year in a generation. I'm gonna read that one more time. Last year, more children were killed by guns than any single year in a generation. We had more school shootings than any nation in the world. And conservatives did nothing mm-hmm. to make this better. Nothing at all. And I'm supposed to believe they are pro-children? While child after child dies in the custody of ICE after being snatched from their families, 
the same people promoting and supporting these policies want us to also believe they really love unborn babies. The intellectual and moral inconsistency is appalling. And so, like I said, while I agree that I don't think that abortion, I don't think that abortion should be like the first thing you think of when you get pregnancy. However, I am aware of, I think it's a very sensitive issue because there's so much around abortion that makes it, um, there's so much, there's so much going on. There's so much wrong with our culture that makes abortion seem like the only option. And like, I can, I, I feel for people who think and who are in positions where they're like, man, I can't, I can't do this. And it makes me think of the scripture. So like, you know, the script, uh, the Bible tells children that we're supposed to honor our mother and father, right? Mm -hmm. But the Bible also tells fathers not to provoke your children to wrath. Mm -hmm. All right. Yes. The <clears throat> wives are supposed to submit to their husbands, but husbands are also supposed to you know, we're supposed to love our wives like Christ loves the church. And we submit, we submit to, we submit to Jesus in joy because he's such, he's a, he's a good, good king. Mm -hmm. And we submit to Father God because he's a good, good father, just like the song says. Mm -hmm. And we're not supposed to make it difficult to do right. I believe that not having an abortion is right, but there's so much about this country that makes it so hard to do right and the bible says i don't know where it says it exactly i'll post it if i find it it says we're not supposed to put a millstone around our brother's neck which means we're not supposed to make it difficult for our brothers and sisters to do the right thing and yeah. and when it comes to abortion it's like i don't think stopping abortions is the first thing that needs that needs to happen i think mm -hmm. i think we have to make life livable yeah yeah and then we can talk about it that's <laughs> okay, so um, originally, me and you, we've had we've had a couple conversations about abortion, um, because I'm I am, and when I say this, I'm actively pro-choice. Now, what does that mean, and why? Right, because that's that's the hard part. So I believe I know for one when we talk about any type of situation that comes up, right? Um, I know when I was in the world, or more in the world than I am today, um, when I was in the world, there were things and habits and behaviors that I could not get over and move beyond until I had Jesus Christ in my life. And me understanding the person that I was before I fully accepted and started and tried to build a relationship with Jesus Christ, knowing that man and the stuff that I did, the behaviors that I that I had, right? Knowing that, that I couldn't change that behavior without Jesus clearly makes me, when I look at someone else and they believe that their only option is to behave in a certain way or do a certain thing, I feel, I feel um, sympathy for them. And the idea that they don't have the ability to overcome what they're struggling with without Jesus. So me judging someone else for making the decision because they did not have Jesus is hypocritical. And I don't want to live in that life. Mm -hmm. So that puts me in a different place. So when I look at someone who chose to get an abortion, I say, you still have your choice. You still have your freedom 
Do I agree with that choice? Maybe, maybe not. But I agree that someone should have that freedom to choose. Now, even deeper than that, because I can go even deeper, because I spent a lot of time thinking about this type of stuff, is that on top of that, if we look at what has happened over the past couple years, abortions have actually dropped in our nation in comparison because there's more, there's higher access to uh, contraception and birth control than ever in history. But now that uh, the health care bill that did pass and the things that did happen around health care, where it created abilities for insurance companies to not cover to not cover birth control or contraceptives but due to uh, that they still can cover viagra you know the idea that that um the idea that these these health insurance and health care bills do not cover hey they have the free ability now to not cover if you if you get pregnant they can drop they can drop you from your insurance for being pregnant. They can drop you from your insurance for uh for having a miscarriage, for even being involved in a surrogacy. So all of a sudden, they're saying, "Oh, abortion is such a bad thing" when they've taken away all your other options and then saying, "Hey, now you can't have abortion." Then on top of it, there's logistical problems I have with it, with the bill that the way the bill is designed. Six weeks is counted from conception. Okay? So the moment that you had sex and that you got pregnant, she got pregnant, most women don't even know until they've missed at least one or two periods. Which so is, that means eight weeks. Six to eight weeks, yeah. So all of a sudden, they're asking, like, you have to know. You have to be clairvoyant. You, you pretty much you have to know and then here's the thing women a lot of women have irregular periods hmm. a lot of women um uh, like seriously irregular periods a lot of women have um where they have to take birth control because of other hormonal imbalances there are some people who who systematic who who miscarriage multiple times just because their body has a hard time um Supporting a pregnancy. Supporting a pregnancy. So there's so many different issues with it being said that from the moment of conception, this is a human. This is yeah. a person. Now, does that mean that I believe, like I said again, do I believe in the future, would I be fully comfortable with having abortion? No, but I also believe that's my, that's also my wife or my girlfriend's, preferably wife, um, decision. Better be wife. Right. <laughs> Look, but all that all that being said is that I think it's ridiculous. This law is ridiculous. It's oppressive. And it's not because guess what? If you were going to say, hey, we want all abortion gone. Um, reduce poverty, increase child health care, increase uh, housing security deal with all these big issues that mean that children are living in poverty and sickness and aren't being taken care of. If you're not addressing those, there's no way you can't tell me you're pro life. If you're if not you're supporting pro, it after if, you're pro birth. That's what you yeah, are. You're <laughs> not even pro birth. It's because guess what? If they were pro birth, they would support 
They would support uh, universal health care so that people could have children and be and not be sent to the poorhouse because of their children. Sure the idea is, is that they're not pro any of that, because if you truly are pro life, you would respect the sanctity of life no matter what somebody has done, no matter where they are, no matter what their experiences are. That is where the true love of God is. If you're truly pro-life, there's no way you could be pro-guns like that and saying and thinking that mass killing, oh, well, or or sending someone to prison and taking away all their rights as humanity. You can't be pro-life if you don't value anybody's life outside of people who can pay for you. And that is the base fact. And then my last my last statement about it is that this is not you banning abortions is not going to stop abortions. That just means that we're going back to a time where people were going in back alleys, drinking cocktails to cause miscarriages and abortions. Now you're forcing people to be silent, hiding and not be safe. When you do these things, there's no way you're telling me this because you banning abortion, you banning abortion isn't banning abortion. It's banning safe abortion. You're hurting people. And that's not pro-life. That was a lie. Sorry. You went off. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that was good. That was good. And I honestly, like, this is still a tough conversation for me to have because even even in light of what I said, <clears throat> I still won't say I'm pro-choice because just the, the thought of me saying I'm okay with somebody having an abortion does I, that mean you well, saying pro choice? Does that mean you're okay with it? Hold up. Hold up. Okay, go ahead. So when I like to, to for me to say like I'm okay with somebody having an abortion, like just the thought of it, because I I heard um, and I'm sure people this is not the type of I don't think people are trying to have you know abortions of like eight and a half months or something like that. No. Um, but I remember reading like someone retelling. It was someone who she she was originally she was pro-choice and then she changed her mind um, and this wasn't what changed her mind but this is the, something that she saw she like she she saw an abortion like she just like saw the like they, they had it where she was at some hospital where they just allowed people to watch the procedure um, and <clears throat> I need to fact check that and basically there's like whatever the I can't I don't remember the the method that they were using to to um, conduct the abortion, and to me it was like when I said when I, I say conduct the abortion, it sounds so sterile. And like to me, I was like, okay, the when they said when you say conduct the abortion, what you're really saying is to kill the baby. Um, and anyway, when they did it, they had to they had to stick something inside of the woman's uh, inside of the woman's womb, and then whatever whatever when it made contact with the with the with the baby like and started whatever the chemical that was i think it was like maybe like a saline solution or something like that it started thrashing around and i was just like man that baby was dying and that baby was like suffering and so that's what i think of still though i do understand and that's terrible and i think mm -hmm. if you really think that's terrible and you don't want people to do that Instead of just trying to make it impossible for them to get a legal abortion, we gotta support. We actually have to support people's life because when you are 
Um, and actually, I, I got this. Let's see if I have the book back here. So what I say? Oh yeah, here it is. So what I say now is I don't just say I'm pro-life. I got this from uh, a man named Roland Warren, who says that he is pro-abundant life, um, which is not just being alive, but having life in Christ with all of the abundance that Christ wanted us to have, because Christ came so that we could have life and life more abundantly. And I, I first learned about Roland Warren um, at a fundraising event for this for an organization called Pregnancy Support Services, mm -hmm. I believe. Okay. And they are a Christian organization, and what they do is they provide assistance to women who are pregnant and alone and they need help. And I believe that that is the Christian response to, well, the first step, not the Christian response. I think that that is a Christian response um, and an acceptable response, a sincere and genuine mm. response to the issue of abortion other than just trying to ban abortion. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people who work at the organization also would, you know, vote for the passing of, of these bans as well. But what I what I like about the pregnancy support services is that they do just that. They they actually help you with the life. They're they're pro life and they and they show that because they help you. They they they, they provide they provide services for those mothers who need who need help. Because you can't just say no. You're not gonna have. You're not gonna get this abortion. You're gonna have this baby and then just send them on back to the circumstances that caused them to want the abortion in mm -hmm. the first place. Mm -hmm. And what Roland I can't remember his organization, but what he does, he has his own organization that specifically provides support to the fathers and the reason he to, to the fathers of these of the of these kids whose parents are considering an abortion and the reason he focuses on the fathers themselves is because he was like he that study shows that when women are considering having an abortion or not the person who has a majority of the sway is the father of the child it's like 40 percent of women say that the person who had the single most impact on the decision was the father. Mm -hmm. And there's an and, and so much stuff is focused on the woman, the woman's body. Mm -hmm. um, but he's like, we need to focus on this person who has 40% of, mm -hmm. of, of the power. And so that's the, that's the lens that I look at it from. I don't mm -hmm. believe that conservatives are pro-life. Yeah. At all. If if they are pro life, they are um I'm losing my words. They have a very uh they're selective with it. They're yeah. very selective with their pro lifeness. So like when, when black people are being gunned down by the police, they don't seem very pro life. No. When children are being gunned down in school by white people, they don't seem very no. They don't seem very pro life. Um and I and I don't buy that. Um yeah. I think we should be pro-abundant life. I think if we're going to expect people to, to live right, that we shouldn't put a millstone around their neck. We shouldn't mm -hmm. make it difficult. And when we see things in society that's making, like, like what you're saying, mm -hmm. like poverty, increasing access to, to education and, and, and prenatal care. And prenatal care, yeah. The symbols of the, the, the and you know, housing. And it's a continuous thing. Like, if you want to stop, if, if you want to stop somebody from making that choice, 
abortion itself is only a symptom of a larger not stop, problem. And I, I don't even say stop people from making the choice. Or, should, or you should, dissuade. You should not, not not even get to the dissuasion. It's like we should we should live in a society in a society where that choice shouldn't come up. Mm-hmm. Should, like you shouldn't have yeah. to have that struggle. You know. I mean, but it, there and there is a reason why people get to this point where they feel that it, this is the only viable option. Mm-hmm. And I will say, the to comment towards the story you told me about the young lady where she saw this procedure, I'm hoping, and I've never heard of a, of a hospital that allowed people to sit in in a procedure. Yeah, and it was a while ago that I did read that it, story. Especially <clears throat> a procedure as sensitive as that. Mm-hmm. But I also will say that most there's actually a very small percentage of abortions are late term, yeah. late stage abortions, where like, and that's usually only when there is severe birth defects involved. Like there are stories where people had to get an abortion because their child was being born without a windpipe, or different things instead of watching that child being born and, and experience an agonizing death because they can't survive on their own. I think there there are so many different levels when when we look at when we look at abortion, we have to understand that there that it's one it's not just as simple as saying every every time that there's abortion uh, occurring that is with a fully formed, grown, responsive baby. Yeah, and I'd also still like to know mm-hmm. what the statistics are for the reasons behind abortion so long. Like, so is, are, are the majority of abortions for cases like that where there are severe birth defects? So like, well, if, this, if this baby lives, like, there's nothing we can do to make them the live and... Yeah they'll just die a, a horrible death upon birth. So that's I'll typically, be, I'll, I'll be interested. Those are late stage abortions. Those, okay, those are the late stage abortions. Those and are then, the late stage abortions. But, and, but, but then there still are people mm-hmm. who get pregnant and make the choice of like, oh, I just don't want to have a baby because I want to have a career. Boom, I'm up. But is it, so, so my question for you, when we, when we talk about that part, is that is that you making a decision and taking away someone's free will because God gave us free will mm-hmm. and we 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 have not been condemned we are convicted oh yeah so i wasn't saying that as a as a um reason to to ban abortion mm-hmm. i was talking about that in terms of like i i'm just interested to know yeah the reason like the percentage like the reasons but, of why i mean but think about as much like my reason for going to get a master's changes depending on the day <laughs> like, like i mean does it really matter what their reason is right because when we when we're coming in and we're saying i need to know why or we're saying that someone's reason is right or wrong for doing whatever they did, mm-hmm. that's us stepping in the place of God. Yeah, that's yes, us yeah. making a judgment on their judgments, yeah. and that's and that's the whole. And literally, I know people. The stereotype about pro-choice has has been convoluted and nasty, yeah. and pro-life is is it's people who just hate positive. babies. Yeah, no. I, and here's the thing: I am complete. I truly believe in the sanctity of life. I truly do. There's no, nobody can try to say, oh, well, you hate baby. No, but I also do love the person who has 
has been placed in situations that they may not know how to respond to. Now, I do want to take this point. Mm -hmm. Gotta, we're gonna have to wrap it up in a little bit. That yes, everything that I said is from the standpoint of a man who was never going to be in a situation where I would have to consider whether or not I want to get an abortion because I can never get pregnant, obviously. Um, so I want to just acknowledge the fact that I'm aware of that. Um, also, I would say just throwing in one last random caveat. If we're going to ban abortion and all this other they type of stuff. You have to have banned every other sin. I mean, <laughs> I mean, real talk, right? Like, like, but even beyond that, like, um, some, one of the big things that's wrong with this about Alabama, um, bill. You got a few minutes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Alabama bill is that it also, it also bans abortion in cases of rape also. So if a woman has been raped and gets pregnant from the rape, and incest they're not allowed to get an abortion it could be a child it could be anything like that so the problem is is that and i'm not trying to say one reason is right compared to others mm -hmm. but at the same time i don't think it's our choice and if they really want to be crazy if we really want to stop pregnancy they i guarantee you they won't they use the bible to say talk about the sanctity of life and abortion but they never say anything about spilling seed they never talk about masturbation, how technically that's supposed to be a sin. And that is. We have a whole story in the Bible where a man dies instantly. <laughs> well, so, okay, I'm going to bring it like to that. So, masturbation is, I, I, I don't think, I, it is a sin. And I don't think it's a sin but because, just for the fact of spilling seed. And I think it's, it's just, it has to do with the fact that you're supposed to, like, sexual pleasure, which masturbation is, sexual pleasure is supposed to be within the confines of <clears throat> of marriage. And so if you're off by yourself, not having, not, 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 Obed not, not was with, your, with someone yeah, that he was married to. Obed was so, but he, he did not obey his instructions. He, what he was supposed to do, like, he was supposed to, that, that, that gentleman was supposed to, he was supposed to continue his father's line mm -hmm. of, and so his father gave him instructions. He said, look, I want you to have, I want you to lay with this woman so she will have my, my offspring. Brother, oh, yeah, or some, yeah, somebody. He was like, so, brother so he'll have my offspring. And then he was like, okay, I'm going to have sex with this woman, but I'm not going to follow those instructions. And that is why I think I think we can talk about this forever. We can go back and this is a whole other discussion. Yeah, but basically I think, so even like Miles and I, we don't agree. Yeah. Um, not, not totally. We agree on a lot of stuff. There's a lot of overlap, moving, but we don't yeah. agree totally. And I think what conservatives try to do is try to paint this as a black and white issue. And it is not. not. It is not. It's not. And but the Bible and it, and if like everything about living right, like living righteously, living just, living just is not black and white. And there's nuance to everything. And the Holy Spirit guides us in that. Yes. Because yes, everything that is right and every is not right in every situation. Yeah. Um. Some things are, but not everything. You know, and we need guidance on that. So we're going to close out with prayer <laughs> like we always do. Yes. Um, so thank you, Lord God, for this lively conversation. I thank you for the the wisdom, the knowledge and the revelation that you've given us. Thank you, Lord God, for this platform that we have to share with us. Lord, I pray that you just open the eyes of our understanding so that we know your will in all situations. Lord, help us to be for christ for the gospel and i pray that from that 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 our anti-racism our anti-sexism our anti-oppression mm -hmm. it flows from our 
<coughs> biblical convictions and mm -hmm. everything that we do comes comes from you yeah. Lord God so empower us to to establish justice your justice your justice in the world in our society um, via your Holy Spirit and allow us to truly walk in love and grace and to be under to, to understand the struggles of that we that we never have to worry about the of our brothers and sisters so that we can be more understanding mm -hmm. and just be more loving and kind not just yeah. not not from a human standpoint but coming from you have your loving kindness be the guiding force in everything that we do in jesus name uh, Heavenly Father, I want to say thank you for this chance to communicate and talk and and spend more time under under your word and spending time talking and working through some of the hard problems that we may not have answers to. I thank you for my brother. I thank you for all the listeners. And I hope that we could not have came to any conclusion today because that's just not the, the scope and the, the breadth of our wisdom and our power. Every knowledge, all the knowledge comes from you. So as we continue to grow in you, I ask right now that you give peace to everyone under the sound of my voice. Give wisdom and insight and understanding and growth so that more conversations like these can happen because even though we can come from different opposing viewpoints, we can still end up in some place where we have a common idea and knowing that it all should end up pointing back to you, Heavenly Father. So right now, I say thank you. I say thank you for the opportunities. I say thank you for the blessings. And I say thank you for allowing us to see and hear another day. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all. So that, we're going to cut it. That was a long episode, but it was a great conversation. Yes, I had a great Loved time. It. But yeah, and it's like, look, we didn't agree. And somehow, we're still friends. Oh, that's what you think. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, y'all know what the deal is. Until next time, keep the faith and, and stay woke. woke. Thank you for listening to the conclusion of my latest conversation with my man, Mr. Magnificent Miles. If you or anyone you know is struggling to deal with an unplanned pregnancy, please don't hesitate to contact PregnancySupportServices.org or calling them at 919-490-0203. They have resources and support services for the expected mothers as well as their partners. And they also provide uh, services for women dealing with the aftermath of abortions. So again, that's PregnancySupportServices.org and you can give them a call at 919-490-0203. Thank you.